The Sun Devils are going to be going through quite a bit of change at the running back position. So let's take a look at the camp battle that we're going to be seeing on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And then stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Before we get started, my apologies for the... Sunday episode I uploaded for the basketball game. Uh, The only thing I'm apologizing for is the calling it shocking the college football world. It was obviously a basketball game. I think I just got caught up in the moment being very excited, but also I talk about college football so much that it was just stuck in my head. So my apologies for that. Other than that, I thought it was a good episode. Let's hop into today's conversation, though. Taking a look at the running back position, there's there's going to be a lot of change with the running back spot. Xavier Valade and uh, Dana Nagata are both gone from last year's team. They were the first place runner and the second place runner. Yes, second place runner from a year ago. Uh, they they were obviously both very integral in what the Sun Devils were about trying to run the football, especially in Valade's case where. He was top five in the Pac-12 in rushing yards, led the league, or uh, yeah, led, led the Pac-12 in touchdowns with 16 rushing and the 18 total. He was very, very, very important for what they did. He's gone now. So is Daniel Nagata, though. Nagata has been with the program for three years. He was looking like potentially going to be the, the focal point of the running game before he did decide to transfer to Washington. All the best to him. Arizona State is returning a handful of guys, most notably Tevin uh, Tevin White, who we're going to take a look at here right now. Tevin White is definitely built like that bully ball kind of running back as a excuse me as a six foot one, two hundred and ten pound guy. Uh, he he's a downhill runner. I'm excited to see what he can do in a bit of a role as a former four star recruit out of uh, Stafford, Virginia talented very very talented runner and i think that there's potentially some some upside here to play with for the team the problem is you just don't really know what you have for sure just yet because he he did have very minimal amount of work last year he only had 14 carries and one reception he only saw uh action in three games this past year and eight of his 14 carries came in week one against NAU. So very seldomly used, I suppose. But he did have some explosive plays. He did have a 16-yard run against NAU. He had a 12-yard run against Arizona. And it was able to equate to a very, very good 4.8 yards per carry when he did get that opportunity. For what it's worth, he did have a fumble against Arizona, which obviously was not great. But... There's intriguing upside here. I think it's the biggest thing to remember when we're looking at Tevin White. The problem is 
there's going to be some stiff competition, and that means that he's not going to be a lock for any significant starting time. Because last year, I, at, at this point in time, last year when Valade had joined the roster and everything, I was adamant that Arizona State was going to do a very like split backfield. You were going to have Nagata and Valade both have important roles in the offense, but that obviously did not end up being the case as Valade had 215 carries to Nagata's 54 carries. So I don't know that Arizona State is going to be more than a one-back system. They might only be a two-back system still, or a, they, excuse me, I don't know that they're going to be more than a one-back system. I don't know if they're going to be a two-back system. That's what I meant to say, stumbling on my words. But looking at the potential here with Tevin White is the most important thing. And to remember that, again, as a former four-star running back and with the talent that he possesses, there is a chance that he could be your starting running back. There should be an opportunity for him to be, at a minimum, that that Dan Nagata role where he does get you know, a, a small handful of carries in most games and gets that opportunity to kind of strut his stuff and show that he does belong on the field more often than not. Looking at the rest of the roster, there's not too much here that's really like super noteworthy. Uh, George Hart is back as well. He will be entering his uh, junior season. He only had three carries last year for six yards. I just don't know if he's going to get a ton of work with everything that they got going on, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, they will also have Bryce Douglas back as a redshirt freshman, and the rest of the guys we're going to be talking about here in just a moment. No Deontay Elliott on the team's official website, so I'm going with the assumption that he probably transferred and I just didn't see the news. The guys I'm looking at are from the official website for the Sun Devils roster. This is what I'm working with. So if Elliott is still on the roster, my apologies. I was hyping him up a little bit last year. I would do the same this year if he was on the roster, but it does not look like it. So as of right now, what you've got coming back is George Hart, Tevin White, and Bryce Douglas. A lot of unknown. A lot of unknown. Which can be both exciting, but it can also be a little bit nerve-wracking when you consider that the Sun Devils are going to be in a situation where there's just a lot of, like, I wonder what's going to happen here kind of thing. So all in all, looking at what we have returning, it's it's going to be a lot of potential. It's going to be a lot of what can these guys do if they are given enough opportunity. Mainly looking at Tevin White, though, that'll be, that'll be the guy that we focus most of the attention on when we talk about the returning running backs for the Arizona State Sun Devils. You're looking for a great treat but don't want the fat and calories, then you got to have a Built Bar. Built Bar is absolutely delicious. They're healthy for you, and they're tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for that New Year's resolution that I know you're still working on at this point in the year. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy for you. It's only 130 calories. It's four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your bars at Built.com. But now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up your boxes right away. 
Head to your nearest Walmart today. Go to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're closer to Sam's Club, you can go and get a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Get yourself a, a protein bar that tastes good, that tastes different. Get yourself the experience of a Bilt Bar. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Make sure that you check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. It's everything you need to know about college hoops in one place. Hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation, the, the biggest aspect here is absolutely the transfers that are coming in. Arizona State is going to have two big transfers that are coming into the program that will be looking at probably significant playing time here. The first guy that you've got is Cameron Scadabo. And Scadabo is the guy that we're going to be focusing the majority of this conversation on. Scadabo will be coming in as a true junior for the team as a 5'10", 212-pound running back. A big bully is what you're looking at here. But this is a guy with a lot of production. Now, keep in mind, this was at Sacramento State. So it's not like he was playing the Alabamas of the world. It's not like he was playing the Utahs of the world, right? When we talk about the Pac-12. But for the competition that he played against was very, very good. Looking at what he's done, last year alone, he ran for 1,372 yards and seven touchdowns, averaged a whopping seven yards per carry. But he also caught the ball very well, 31 catches for 371 yards and three more touchdowns. So a little over 1,700 total scrimmage yards for him the year previous he had 500 excuse me 520 rushing yards with 9.1 yards per carry another season over 10 yards per reception seven total touchdowns for the competition that he faced he dominated it and that's the important thing to remember here is yes sacramento state is not playing high level competition but they are they are allowing Scadavo to use the most of his abilities and dominate. He's going to be coming to the Pac-12 now. He's going from Big Sky to Pac-12 play. That's going to be a big step up here in, in competition level. Thankfully, based off of what you've seen, there is that hope that he should be able to translate that. We'll have to wait and see. But... Scadabo could very well be that transfer running back that the that the Sun Devils really love. Like you look at X Validate a year ago, he transferred in from Wyoming. He had very good numbers against the competition that the Cowboys were facing. Sun Devils ran with him very literally, and he produced. They're going to be hoping to catch that same lightning in a bottle here with Scadabo. They're going to be hoping that a guy who dominated lower level competition can come in, get an opportunity to be a bell cow and dominate that same competition. So when looking at Scadabo, to me, you're looking at the probable starting running back for the Sun Devils. This is more than likely the guy who's going to come in, be the guy for the team, and we'll wait and see what we end up having here. But my anticipation going into camp is that Scadabo is probably going to be the guy for the Sun Devils. We'll have to wait and see. The other transfer that they're coming in is to Carlos Brooks. Brooks, a local kid from Chandler, Arizona, five foot ten, two hundred and ten pounds, transferring in from Cal. 
didn't get a lot of opportunity during his time with the Golden Bears, but another guy who looked explosive when he did have an opportunity. He had 4.2 yards per carry last year and a single touchdown. And the year prior, he had averaged 9.6 yards per carry. The problem is you just don't have a lot to work with here. Only 69 career rushing attempts and 78 total touches when it comes to scrimmage yards. So, and and a single touchdown. There's just a lot of unknown with the Carlos Brooks. What he's going to bring is depth. And I think in a best case scenario, what you can get with the Carlos Brooks is potentially him as another Daniel Nagata for the team and make him that kind of change of pace guy who gets a handful of carries. I don't know if the Carlos Brooks is a starting running back for you right now. He potentially could be. The thing is you just look at him and the lack of the lack of volume that he has gotten during his time with Cal. And I, I just don't know if I'm willing to say it's concerning as much as it is just we don't know what we got. Now, Cal had a pretty decent run game last year when it came to their starting guy, Jake Knott. But other than that, Brooks was given the most opportunity and did what he could with it. Again, 4.2 yards per carry. That's average. That's healthy. You take that every day of the week and twice on Saturdays. We'll see what he can contribute with Arizona State. There is that factor just for what it's worth. You can take it or leave it. Take it with a grain of salt. Him coming back home is really good for the program. This is something that was very important for Kenny Dillingham and Arizona State when they were bringing in their transfers and whatnot was bringing back those local kids. And DeCarlos Brooks is a local kid. That is something that they clearly value. This could, again, this this is definitely like, take this with a grain of salt. He could see some starting time because the Sun Devils want to show off that, hey, these local kids, we really value them and we want to give them that opportunity because Dillingham was talking about taking the kids that grew up in the Valley and turning them into the legends, right? Turning them into guys like DJ Foster, who people look up to and people recognize as a kid who played high school football in Arizona and then continued to play their college ball at Arizona State. And now they're very well-known, very well-respected guys in the community. I'm sure they want to give those guys an opportunity. So to Carlos Brooks, I don't know. Maybe he does get that kind of benefit of the doubt situation and gets that opportunity. Again, that 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 is a 100% take it with a grain of salt kind of thing. That's very That's very optimistic thinking. Could be there. I don't really know. One more time, thank you guys for tuning in to Locked on Sun Devils. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Also, check out Locked on College Basketball. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the college basketball landscape. It's called Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Final thoughts. This is definitively like a wide-open competition, I would say. That being said... This is probably Scadabo's position to lose. This feels like he's probably going to come in and be the starter. I don't really see a reason why he wouldn't be the starter when you consider he's got the most experience, he's got the most production, and 
Arizona State is going to be looking at those things to make that kind of day one impact for the program. One guy I did want to mention real quick, though, is incoming uh, recruit Kyson Brown. He's a three-star running back, five foot ten, one 195 pounds. Again, I just don't know what they're going to do with their backfield. It's just another name for what it's worth is that Kyson is coming into the program and he will be he will be probably factored into the equation. I don't make any guarantees when it comes to that. Looking at the backfield as a whole, like I said, this feels like it's Scatabo's number one spot to lose. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't go into camp as the number one guy. Tevin White is the most intriguing guy to keep an eye on because he is that former four-star kid. He is that really talented physical specimen who did show off a little bit of juice when he got his opportunities last year. There's just looking at this backfield, nothing feels guaranteed. For all we know, Scadabelle could be running back three. For all we know, DeCarlos Brooks could come out and absolutely dominate. Looking ahead, you're going to have to keep a close eye on this, both in spring ball, but also training camp. I would not be surprised if this is one of those positions where Arizona State just really, really takes their time to figure out what they got. And this could bleed over into the regular season. This could bleed over into week one, week two, week three, before they get into Pac-12 play and figure out what works, what doesn't work in their backfield. That feels entirely the situation that the Sun Devils have right now. What do we have? Well, let's find out. Let's take our time. Let's do our due diligence. Let's see what's here for us to work with. That feels like the situation that the Sun Devils are in. This is a good situation for the Sun Devils to be in, especially when you consider you have a brand new head coach in Kenny Dillingham. You've got a brand new offensive coordinator in Bo Baldwin. You've got a brand new staff, just entirely a brand new staff. That's going to bring a culture change. That's going to bring a change of philosophy for the way that the run game is going to work. So for Arizona State, this is a good thing, I think, is just to have all your options on the table. This isn't one of those situations where you've got some dynamic kid in the wings. Like, I don't look at any of these guys and see another ex Valaday. I don't look at any of these guys and see another Rashad White. I don't look at any of these guys and see another Eno Benjamin. I do look at these guys and see players who can play off of each other, right? You've got Tevin White to be that bowling ball, and then you can bring in uh, Kyson. Uh, why did I? drop link he's right in front of me kyson brown to potentially do something else a little bit different you have scatabelle to be kind of a bully ball guy you've got the carlos brooks who can do a little bit of everything for you there's a lot of variety in this backfield and it'll be interesting to see how kenny dillingham wants to seize this talent use it to his advantage and what it's going to look like as a whole again i just don't know that i look at this backfield right now and definitively see one guy who stands out amongst the rest it feels like Scadabo is probably the guy, but he's not guaranteed anything. Coming from Sacramento State, it's going to be very different competition for him. He might take a year to figure it all out. This could be a DeCarlos Brooks situation. This could be a Tevin White situation. We'll wait and see. Definitely feels like it's between those three. Definitely feels like this is going to be a really fun, interesting camp battle to watch. I will be paying a lot of attention to it. I encourage you guys to pay a lot of attention to it, knowing how important the ground game has been to Arizona State 
in recent years. I just don't know why that would change, even with a new coaching staff. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrad36, the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Lockdown Sun Devils.